Welcome to the wandering musings of AJ and A-Ray. Two Mamas After Dark. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. for today we're a little slap we're spacey. happy we're spacey and silly slap happy is a better way of saying it i like it i also like a amoo what i want on your mug amoo what i want yep so better than my clucking and plucking <laughs> so we we started out laughing because our producer hi producer editor come on let's not give him that much power I'll call him producer. Okay, you can call him producer. He's my editor. <laughs> He's told also my editor to, in my life. <laughs> told us to speak when we get quiet to go more into the mic. And vulnerable. Yes. So, <laughs> Lean into so what he says. she turned the recorder on or whatever that thing is called. You can tell I totally know the terms here. <laughs> I'm just here for a good time, okay? Anyways, so, and she looks over at me, and I've got my face pressed up to the microphone. She goes like this just before I hit record. So, yeah. And so that's why we were busting out laughing as we started. <laughs> that was for you, Spot. Hi, so spot. we're leaning into our mics, and so if we get a little loud, we apologize. But we feel if we stay right here, we'll actually get a gold star. And I might be doing it just to be obnoxious. I appreciate it and love it. <laughs> Anyways, so. let's start. Hi, how Hi. are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I think we already said that, though, a little bit. I Listen, I am... I don't know if I'm all here right now. <laughs> I like it. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm we, just dealing with my crappy week with, the, you know, being funky weird i don't know i don't know what was with this week but it's, it was a rough the moon one. was off kilter or something i it don't know it was a rough one but it said it was gonna be semi-rough remember mm -hmm. yeah that is true it's time to spill the tea what are you thinking what are you drinking yeah but we're drinking our lemon ginger tea it's good it's really good it's one where if you forget to leave, if you forget to leave the tea bag in the water, wait, if you forget and leave, there we go. That's you forget to take it out. Yeah. If you leave okay. it in there for too long, that, how about I say it that way? Um, <laughs> Buckle up guys. It can be a bumpy one today. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. If you keep it in too long, it's way too strong, and then you have to add honey or whatever to it. Normally, I don't add any sh sugar, obviously, because I don't do the processed sugar right now, and it's been going really well for me. But um, normally, I don't put honey in it unless it's something that's really bitter, and it's just a little softening, but just enough to soften it. And this is one where if you leave the bag in too long, you will taste the lemon. <laughs> and you're like, woo. But the, if you remember and take it out normal bro time, it's quite balanced and lovely. Mine's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. this is for later. Why we're doing lemon ginger tea. Oh. In the spirit of something in my hippy dippy notes. Oh, I love uh -huh. it. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's tasty. It's my fallback, like my default tea, if I just don't know what I want. And it has a nice blend of everything. Plus, the gender in it is anti-inflammatory, but I'll go into it later. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm nerding out at the moment. We'll get into your hippy-dippiness. I am, but I live that. So, I mean, it's really easy for me to channel it. <laughs> Reel in your hippy-dippiness here and let me give my quote. Well, really quickly, Mom. I want to tell you what the what the world has been telling me. This past week. Oh. Pretty much. I'll say it the nice way, though. Okay. But it's pretty much telling me that I need to be patient. <laughs> that um, things do not need to happen instantaneously. 
that, you know, our new adventures and things like that, that they don't need to have all of the benefits of it yet, that it is a journey just much like our life and that the ride is more important than anything else. So that's been really interesting to have like message after message. Like I heard it in five different places this week and I was like, message received. I got (laughs) the message. I am supposed to be more patient and I am supposed to just enjoy my life and the path that I'm on and not expect the benefits that I'm trying to put into action right on top of it, right? Um, we talked about the processed sugar that I'm taking that out. Well, I for how many years did I eat processed sugar? I'm not gonna feel better in one day. It's a process. Clearly, that is a message that you have a hard time receiving. And yeah, it told me like five, six times. The universe is telling you that you really need to hear this right now. Girlfriend, (laughs) pay attention. (laughs) And it's about to slap you upside the face. No, I I received it. I said, I'm sorry. I didn't know I had to acknowledge it out loud. And I did. I acknowledged it out loud. And so I said, from moving on forward i will say thank you for my message i hear it loud and clearly and message received i will try (laughs) to enact it awesome yeah it was a good message though so i just share it to everyone else that may need to hear those words right now be patient the things that you're starting right now they aren't instantaneous but they are worth the wait while you're going through your journey of changing and establishing new things i love that yeah i liked it too now you can now you can talk about your quote (laughs) well that kind of ties into my quote a little bit but i didn't mean to that's awesome (laughs) let's listen to some musings quotes poems short stories inspirational uplifting news and of course hippy dippy astrology so this is called seasons of life by poet Catherine pulsifer And it says, life brings many seasons. Change happens for a reason. So as one ending occurs, look forward, open the doors. A new beginning, a time to do all of the things you want to. A time to look at yourself and put away any doubts. Believe that you can succeed. You have the potential to exceed. So take a deep breath and go. Don't be discouraged if it's slow. A season ends and a new one begins. Don't lose your smile or your grin. With a positive attitude with you, you will find success in all you do. That's beautiful. And I picked that for a few reasons. Picked that to share because, A, it's the new year. It's the time of new seasons, new beginnings. A lot of us are. That's the energy that's coming out right now. Yes, the energy that's the vibe that's happening right now. Yeah. And also for it's for me too because I have things in my life right now that I want to change. And it's not because it's the new year. (laughs) It's just. Just it's because just the it's the season it's of the your timing life. of things, but like it says, it's yeah. your season of life. Yeah, and change can be hard. <laughs> like you said, Super you hard. were ignoring that little. Uh, <laughs> you got some stuff to do, <laughs> and uh, just and to be patient. Yes, and cut slack. And you need to believe. It's hard to cut yourself some slack. Absolutely. Yeah, and you believe that you can succeed, and you have the potential. To exceed. Well, everyone does. Oh, yeah. Everyone does. And just take a deep breath and go. Um, so, and this author, or this poet, she's a Canadian author. And she's written several books on how to be successful. And I've actually never read any of her books. But when I was researching about her, because I've never heard about her. But I was like, oh, 
I kind of want to know who this person is because she sounds kind of wise. <laughs> and she's written several books. Um, and I'll, we will link her information information yeah. for you guys so you can look up her books. But she's, um, some of her works include Wings of Wisdom, uh, Your Daily Guide to Benefit from Change, Profit from Failure, and Design Your Own Destiny. Like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. I want to read that. Uh, Wings for Goals. How to Use Three Easy Steps to Change Your Life Forever. Wings for Work. How to Develop and Use the Three Key Qualities that Successful People Have Mastered. And then Millionaire's Key to Habits for Success. Adopt Their Attitudes to Create the Life You Wanted. Ooh, and that ties into our topic. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Those sounds like. She's I think the cool universe book. is trying to tell us something. I know, right? We hear you. We receive it. <laughs> just in case you want to send it a couple more times. It's just really funny that I chose that quote, and then you had you didn't even tell me about your. No, I didn't. I was saving it. So yeah, that is my. Well, because normally I tell her, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what, you know what the universe is saying to me today, or <laughs> oh my gosh, this dog almost ran in. I almost ran over a dog. Remember that? Yes. Where I was driving down 89 and I like, yep. never have this situation. And all of a sudden, this dog comes out of nowhere. This little tiny thing. And I like swerved off the road, which you're not supposed to do. But I was like, look, nobody's behind me and I'm not about to hit a dog. Like that would tear my heart apart. I would rather be. Actually, I w- I'm that person that would rather be in the hospital bed as opposed to hitting a dog. Um. But fair. if you haven't gathered, she's an animal lover. I'm, I'm an everything core. lover. <laughs> I have a hard time with a lot of things, uh, like letting go of certain things because of the emotional stuff. But working through those traumas or those things, you can let things go, which that's a different story. But this particular time, like I even pulled over and I like got out to make sure the dog was fine and the dog was waiting for me at the end of the driveway and was just like are you okay and I was like I'm okay (laughs) are you okay and he's like I'm okay and he ran off and we were talking about it after and we were like what do you think that means and and um Alicia was sweet and she was like that's your grandma she was just checking in on you I was like she can do it a different way (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to feel like I'm gonna die (laughs) Yep. But yeah. So I saved that little nugget for for everyone to hear at the same time. That was kind of cool. It was a cool nugget, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for my hippy dippy moment, I, I know normally I do astrology and mm-hmm. I kind of veered off of it a little bit because of the time of season, right? We're entering where well, traditionally it's the cold and flu se- season. Um, after seeing your your quote or your image that you sent, we call it the cold and flu season, but oh, it's the candy hangover or the sugar hangover, the sugar hangover or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, I think there might be some wisdom, even if it's a little bit right, half and half, half because we're getting sick, but also half because we're on sugar overload from all of the holidays. But neither here or there. I wanted to talk about the history of hotty toddies. I know it's a cocktail, right? Uh, sometimes we forget that. Is that why you tried to get me to drink one? No. Well, <laughs> that's why I tried to get you to. I asked you if you wanted a lemon ginger tea or a hottie toddy because I was going to talk about hottie toddies. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but, and they're both relative because I use hottie to- in my hottie toddies lemon ginger tea or a lemon tea of some sort. Um, but uh, history of the hottie toddy. First off, you can spell it like a thousand different ways because it's hottie toddy or hottie tati. Um, sometimes with Y, sometimes with IE, sometimes with D's, sometimes with T's on the toddies. So it's interesting. But from what I understand or what I gathered from the articles I reviewed, the hottie toddy probably originated in India. It was introduced to the Western cultures when Britain occupied India. Um... Pretty much what I heard or read was they did it to kind of um, extend the life of beer because beer was expensive in India. And so they would add 
the water, lemon, and honey to the beer to kind of water it down, but not taste like water, right? And so it would add flavor to the beer, hence we have the cocktail. Um, so that was kind of how it started out. Um, the being brought into the Western, you know, into Britain, Ireland, Scotland, and beyond. Um, the other theory is that a doctor came up with it in the 1800s, but there's a record of it before the 1800s. So I, what I think is that it's another example of the countless versions of this drink. Like I said, it is considered a cocktail. A varied of different recipes exist um, with different bases of alcohol. Um, you have gin, you have whiskey, bourbon, scotch, rum. There are different recipes with all of those. Um, I personally, um, well, I'll get into that. Um, I personally, oh, sorry, my notes jumped out of my way. Um, in our house, we do the cocktail for cold and respiratory relief. Um, I don't know that we just drink it to be a, a cocktail. Um, I did in my articles read that in some of the variants, it can be cold. Normally we have it warm. Really? I've only ever heard of it being a hot drink yeah. and when you're ill. Well, and the reason why they can still get away with calling it hotty toddy when it's cold is because of the spices. Because generally they put in, and I didn't know that all people, not all people, but there are variants with cinnamon and um, clove, not just the lemon and um, other spices thrown in there. That adds to it. Um, but we use the following ingredients. And this is why I, I personally use them, because it works for our family. Um, and again, this isn't, if you're sick, please go see a doctor. <laughs> Like, this is just my... But Avery told me. It, it just helps me and my family. We don't... If you need to go to the doctor, you need to go to the doctor, and that's why they're there. But um, lemon ginger tea or any type of lemon tea, I usually use, like, the ginger or the echinacea or there's other variants. Um, we find that the citrus of the lemon opens up our sinuses, like our airways in our areas that are usually all plugged up um and the ginger aids in calming the inflammation that's what ginger does that's also what cinnamon does that's also what cloves do um whiskey we usually use the whiskey because we're fans of dry whiskey and we usually have a ton of it on stock i like to cook with it um the whiskey calms the body you know you're all achy and usually you can't sleep because you're you're coughing and you just, everything hurts, but the whiskey soothes your body's nerves. It dulls them a little bit, and so it calms you down, and the warmth of it kind of warms up that throat area and down your digestive tract, and it just kind of gets everything kind of loose from that, I have found. Um, and the ginger, and let's see. So it warms the throat and it warms up your innards, essentially. And then honey, it soothes, it soothes that raw feeling that you have in your throat. Plus it helps it taste a, sore a little throat bit better. when you're sick is one of the worst. Yes. I, I hate that feeling. And I add more honey when it's the boys. And yes, I do give it to my boys. <laughs> it's just a little shot of whiskey. It's not like I'm doing a full on like old fashioned or something where it has... 90% alcohol. Not really. No cocktail has 90% alcohol. But <laughs> what kind of <laughs> drinks are you making? Long Island tea. That's what I'm making. No, just kidding. Um, so there are, like I said, after reading about some of the variants, um, there are other ways of doing it. Like you can add apple juice instead of lemon juice. I guess the variant I was telling you that from India, they used palm juice. What is palm juice? From like a palm tree? That weird. Okay. I mean, to us, yes, but I don't have a ton of palm trees hanging out in my house kind of thing. Um, 
And so it made me think of like, oh, I could like do like apple juice and do, oh, I could do my apple cider that I shared with like, with y'all before and, and maybe put um, rum in it. Don't put whiskey in that. That would not taste good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it could. I wouldn't know. I don't drink. So. I do. I do have apple whiskey, but um, I don't know. So Something, basically, you can experiment yeah, with it and do all sorts it. of things. But then I was realizing that I already do that sometimes. Yeah. With the apple cider, I haven't put it with my homemade apple cider. But it would be good though with rum. And it it's nice to kind of have a variant, right? Because. You get tired of the same taste over and over. I think that's part of the problem with like cough drops and lemon or not lemon, but and cough syrup, right? If you're taking it, you're like, oh, I just t- taste like this medicine again. is in my mouth. Yep. But if you're, you know, trying to cut down on the amount that you're using, as I hit the mic, I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Um, You can go between like a lemon ginger and your apple cider. And have variants because the rum's going to do the same thing that whiskey does. It's going to calm down your body. And the apples are really good for your body system. Like they say, apples a day, keep the doctor away. And then you're going to have the spices again, the cinnamon, the cloves that are going to help with your inflammation. And then instead of putting vanilla in it, I could put honey in it. It's very interesting sounding. Yeah, we'll have to try it sometime. Not too bad. We'll have to try it sometime. Um, I also, going into something else that inspired me this week, um, inspiring news. And I I think it would be fun if we picked something from all 50 states and then kind of go to the world and try to pick something in each part of the world. Like a happy, this is something that's happening in the world that's positive. Um, cause we hear all the time about the negative. And so this article comes to us from Utah. Um, and it is about a gentleman who finished his father's book. Um, apparently, um, his father finished reading it or writing no, it, writing it, oh, finished okay. writing it. Sorry. Thank you. He finished writing his father's novel, Um, After it went missing for 55 years, according to the article. Uh, And this is at the KSL, which is a popular news place for them. Um, But it looks like he, the son, never planned on becoming an an author. Um, And he never knew that his dad had this dream. And he found it um, and finished uh, writing it for him. And um, it takes place post-World War III. Um, There's main characters. I'll let you guys go down the rabbit hole. But I just thought that was very charming and very sweet that this son was like, I love you enough that I want to finish your dream that maybe you gave up on or didn't didn't have the means to go about it. And... um, I don't know. I thought it was really sweet. And I wanted to share it with everyone. And that'll be in our sources too. That's so cool. Yeah. Isn't that heartwarming? I was like, I want to, maybe, maybe my boys will do that for me sometime. (laughs) They'll find (laughs) up the thousands of projects that I have started and they'll finish them. That would be hard, I think, because trying to get into your, it would be hard, but it'd also be fascinating to get into your parents' brains of they were starting this book and then go okay where were they going with this yeah. what were they trying to accomplish but how you know? much would you learn from about it but yeah about there's, them. there's that side of okay let's think like them walk a mile in and somebody's then, shoe exactly yeah that's cool i think it was really pretty so yeah when I we come that. upon some of the things that i made, it made me think of Sometimes when we come upon a house or a yard or, I don't know, a car, and we think of, oh, I just, I, I don't want this, or 
I just want it this certain way. It, it reminded me that there were people before and they had hopes and dreams and, and an image as well. And it's okay to respect those and still put your mark, right? Because everybody has their own flavor, right? And, and accomplish their dreams with yours. Does, it, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I know it's a little hippie, but... <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less from you. <laughs> but it just made me think of that, like, what a sweet man... To love his parent or his dad enough to take on a dream of his and be selfless. That's a selfless act. And as a parent, and I'm sure my parents thought this too, right? You, don't, you have nights that you go to bed and you wonder if you did enough. And you wonder why you're putting on hold your dreams, right? Because it happens, right? We're human. It doesn't make us selfless or, or selfish. Um, and to know that we might not see it in our lifetime, the come around, it does come around. The positive that we put out and the negative, but we like to focus on the positive here. So just... When we're going about our business, let's think about how we can help other people accomplish their dreams while completing our own. Definitely. It makes the world a little bit shinier. Yeah. I like that. Thank you for sharing that thought. Absolutely. It's what you've been waiting for. The main event, the main topic. Okay, just because I want to say this, I want to introduce our next topic. Okay. Our main talket, topic. Go for it. Main topic. Main Topic. What's in your cup right now? Lemon Are ginger you okay? tea. <laughs> Lemon ginger Are you tea. Sure. Yes, and water. All right. Nothing Just else. Making sure there's no hotty toddy in there. But I did stay up until past midnight last <laughs> night. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just I'm kidding. I'm giving you a hard time. Continue. No, that's that's where it's coming from. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So Drum and, roll, and you can you can join in on this. So uh, our topic is money talks. But um. It just kept on coming in my brain. The money, 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 must be funny. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> because that's, didn't I say that when we brought, when I suggested we talk about yes. this? I yes. said. That's probably why I've been thinking it the whole time. And I was like, gosh, darn it. Where did this come from? Yo. I, I do love that. Because we sing this song a lot in our house. Well, yeah. I think everybody does. That's maybe not rich. <laughs> yeah I'm kidding they probably do too because it's ABBA <laughs> come on thank you everybody for indulging enduring that because I'm not a singer so enduring that well I didn't go into sing voice I went into talk sing voice <laughs> so yeah enduring <laughs> that's the correct term anyways yeah but anyways we wanted to talk about like beliefs on it what is it? How relationship? All of us, fun, not fun stuff. And disclaimer: we are not money ex ex experts. Experts. We're not claiming to be experts. We're not going into this saying, "Listen to us." We're giving you advice about money. We are not giving advice about money. We are talking about our own personal relationships and, and experiences lesson. with yeah. money life's lessons that's pretty yep. much what we're about because for all of our topics because you know who knows maybe there is someone out there that's just like me struggling with money or who someone who has struggled with money or will be struggling with money that maybe will benefit from listening i mean this is a topic that people when they lose it Sometimes take their lives. Yes, this is a topic. It's that a it's a hard topic. Tears apart families, families, marriages. What the top three things? I think I've read this before. The top three things that destroy a marriage or a relationship is talk about money, talk about children, and talk about sex. 
Yep. Which are all hard things for people to talk about. But I think it's because it was taboo before, right? It was hush hush. Absolutely. Keep it out of the, keep the dirty laundry out of the window. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. Um, so yeah, uh, beliefs about money are varied. Um, we acknowledge that and respect that. Um, I think we each have our own emotions, education, upbringing, and so forth around the topic of money and life. This is some of the stuff that we're going to talk about. It's not just centered on money. That's the topic today, but it's a life theme. And it's absolutely 100% based on how you were raised to handle money, talk about money. um, Absolutely. Deal with not, not, not hand, not, not, I'm saying, I said handle money, but also manage money. Yeah. Manage money and see handle money with, and your relationship with other people and money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you can be, Loaning money out to everybody, you know, and not paying your own bills and all that. Which is bad. Which is bad later. Yeah, but but it's 100% based on your upbringing. It starts with. Yeah. I don't know if it's 100%, but it's definitely in there. Well, it's, I mean. At least until you hit young adult. Yeah, because if you were. And you take some of those ideas with you. If you were raised in a household that's. For me, I was raised in a household that's a saving household. You save, save your money, spend your money wisely. Same. Um, you don't need to have excess of everything. You don't have the best of the best of everything. You don't need the newest car, the newest phone, the newest. Heck, I didn't have my first phone, you know, when I was eight or five like now nah, i was like kids. a sophomore or junior <laughs> now, in high yeah school? yeah nowadays kids have phones when they're like and it was the brick five, right you know? Not yes the big brick <laughs> yeah. i had the baby brother of the big brick yeah but still that thing could and knock then there somebody are some out people and no hate to people that are like these i'm not and you could change judging the them remember on the nokias oh remember? yes yeah you could change the color play <laughs> yes oh my gosh that's Knock, knock, knock on the, aged the vintage door. So much. <laughs> but some people, they, they were handed everything. Sure. They did have the newest and greatest of everything. Sure, and, but they might not have been taught. How would And then, yeah, they weren't how do I manage this? how to manage money. Yeah. And how are they doing today? Probably not as well. Or they're doing really good because they were taught. But we don't know. But some people were not taught. Or some people are crooks. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> no. <laughs> some some may view money as a trap. A reason for where they are at this time of their lives, whether it's good or bad. Others use it as a tool. Some question or questions that may be floating in our minds in the back or whatever about money are. Why is money so hard? Why do people not understand how to use money to their advantage? The list goes on and on. Um, and so right here, and I'm going to re-invite later, but what are your views? Do you have any tips or stories of growth about money? Um, feel free to share them with us. We'd love to hear them. Um, but I know it is a hard topic for people to open up about and and I think it has to do with our relationship with money and and I have a layer of onion layer that we need to go through but I think we're doing a good job volleying I think there's a stigma that if you don't have a good relationship with money you're a failure. You're a failure and people will judge you, which oh, yeah. is not And true. sometimes people... Well, yes, people will, but... And sometimes it's not because of a person's actions that they're down on their luck, right? If you get oh, laid off... 100%. Because the company is downsizing, that is not on you. No. Nope. Or your family. 
or any of your choices. Nope, that's just life handing a rotten apple to you, unfortunately, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But it's what you do with that, right? And people who are looking in, they have no right to judge. They have a right to help, and they have an opportunity to help, and that doesn't mean sending them money, right? There are other, other things that you can do to help, but um, I know looking at my relationship with money, it has evolved throughout the years. Um, I think that's healthy. Oh, I think so, too. Because if you're stagnant, that's then not you're going healthy. Backwards. Yeah. You're always going backwards. You can't go just, you can't be stagnant in anything, I don't think. That's my opinion. My opinion is you're always like the water, right? Water is always flowing. It's not stagnant. Even when it's in a pool of something and it smells really gross, it is either getting better or worse, right? It's not the same. Um, And I think that's for every aspect of our lives. It's And for us, right? We're not... If we're not going forward, we're going backward. But sometimes going backward is what we need to do to make the right turn. 100%. And I think sometimes people forget that. And they're like, oh, I just feel like a failure because of. And sometimes we need that window or door to close so that something else can open. It's hard to see that. Absolutely, when we're going through it. And I've been in those moments in the darkest of hours. Um, Same. Saying, okay. <laughs> I'm waiting for a door to open because this one sucks <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but I started, it started for me. I should say my relationship with money started with, for me with saving. With my family teaching me, you have to save, you have to save, you have to save, you have to save. And just such a focus on saving. And I understand where they're coming from. My grandma, my great grandma and my pa, they lived through the depression They saw scary that it wasn't life or it wasn't people's decision. Well, it wasn't the majority of people's decisions that caused it, right? It was a whole barrel full of rotten apples. And they had to deal with the consequences of it. And so it was safe. Save your money kind of thing. And I don't know that I ever understood why I had to save. I don't know if it was just wasn't brought up or if I was just too young to understand and I just heard safe. Safe, 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 safe. So what did I do as a young adult? I spent it. <laughs> I was like, I'm tired of not getting the thing I, that I want and having to save money for this and all of these other things and sure did learn from my mistakes. <laughs> um Uh, My relationship with money evolved to understanding that I needed money to survive, right? I had my my splurge, and then I was like, oh, crap, I have to adult with this. This is something I have to have. I wouldn't call it a tool yet in my life because I didn't understand it that way. It was, oh, crap, I need this to survive. So I started to do a little bit better with making sure all the bills were paid which I always did a pretty good job of, but then I found that I still had that bug of needing to splurge. And not that I knew at the time, but it was for me a feeling that I was bound to money, if that makes sense. Um, Or at least I thought I was. Um, I was an emotional spender and saver. Meaning I spent money to feel free and in control, but I also saved money to make sure I didn't feel guilty about bills that I should pay and to also stay clear of feelings of anxiety, which we've all had these feelings where you're like, oh crap, am I going to be able to pay this? Right. And by learning through living those scenarios, this isn't me just thinking, oh, I would feel guilty. Oh, I would have anxiety. No, no. I felt guilty because I had to rob Bob to pay, you know, Paul. And then the next time I had to rob Paul to pay Bob, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. Or the anxiety of just being like, how am I going to make all of these things work? 
which is very common when you're a single parent. Oh, yes. You're like, I have this paycheck and I don't know how I did not have. I, I did not have the same amount as what I spent. And I think we get a little help there. But that's that's me on that. Putting in a spiritual hippy dippy note. I think we get a little help when we need it. But. Those are not fun feelings. And so I was like, okay, if I if I live within this amount, but I have this amount that I can spend and feel like I'm splurging, I could feed both beasts, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. And that was a lot of my late 20s into my 30s. I know I'm old, knocking on four decades. No, I already <laughs> knocked. I opened the door and I'm walking you in. You are not old. No, but I'm 40. It's four decades. That's not old. No, it's not. Although my kids tell me I'm ancient. Yes. yes well, I they do. tell Spot that he's ancient. And I just assume by default I am because he's only two years older than me. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're beautiful. And I'm like, you guys want something, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, kids. Um, But then I realized, and going into my 40s, right? As I begin my chapter of my 40s, I find that the emotional spending... It's it's decreasing. I'm not talking about like buying gifts for people that I love. That's something that I will always do. I like to spoil the people that I love and the things that I love and the fur babies that I love. I yeah, that's just me. But I find that the things that I want are usually the things that I need. And the things that I want are usually the things that I want to give. And so I find that the emotional spending in terms of like feeling like I'm in free or I'm in control have gone down and have decreased significantly in my life. And I'm not talking about the fact that I still have debt that we're working off because it took us a minute to get it. It's going to take us a minute to get rid of it. Um. And we're doing it as a family. It's our past decisions. You know, our decisions are something that we have to see through. Which is why I think the universe was telling me to be patient. The things that we start, they might not, we might not see fruit from it for a while. But it'll come. And be patient. Um... But yeah, we still have debt. We're, we're still trying to work through all of that. It's great when you can pay off debt. Like paying off the truck was like, oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Best feeling. Right. Um, but I think for me, I'm understanding more and more each day that money is a tool. Before I thought it was a means of survival, but now I realize that it is a tool. It has no power over us unless we give it to him or them or the whatever's you want to call money, right? And that's the same in life, right? Things that we give power to are the things that have power over us until we decide, nope, you no longer get to have this. Um, so what does that mean? It's it's much like our lawnmowers. It's mu much like our washing machines, um, our dishwashers, because all of those things are very important, right? It makes our lives a little easier. But if they're broken, it's a little harder, and we don't like that. It's the same, you know. Um, we all need different styles. We all have different models of of this tool of money, different sizes and different shapes. Money can be tailored and adjusted just like our relationships with it. It is forever evolving and growing. We see that in our technology. They're all tools, but we always have an update right on our phones. Sometimes good and sometimes bad. We always have the next model. And it doesn't make the last model obsolete, right? A $5 bill is a $5 bill. Doesn't matter if you have 10 of them. It's a $5 bill. Kind of thing. So it made me kind of think about 
the fact that maybe the power we give money or the emotional power or relationship that we give money has a lot to do with maybe the emotional traumas. And this took me a second to think about, you know, that we bear. Like, maybe, and I'm not putting down my family. I love them tremendously. I had a very matriarch upbringing. And it, this is what a life is expected, point, point, point. And this is what you get, point, point, point. And it, you had to achieve those points. And some of it was because of my family, and some of it was because of the teachings of the religion that we were at part. And I don't put either down. I am what I am because of them. And a lot of other experiences after. But perhaps... We need to look at those, um, those emotional relationships and see the trauma that we have in them and, and ponder about them and, and think about our said relationships with money and allow us to heal those past traumas and see, right, we're being scientists right now, and see if that is... If that helps our relationship with money. Because I know in my life, looking back, and I, I got a whole lot more years to go, and I'm sure I have a lot more lessons to learn about money in, in general. I, I just see that correlation, you know? I see that tie between my emotional relationship has a lot to do with what I was going through in my life. And as I healed from certain things, my relationship with money evolved and changed into a healthier relationship. So I also invite all of us to maybe ponder and think about our, our relationship with money and see how that reflects with our traumas. Or maybe we don't have any traumas and we're awesome and have whatever. But then there's something else that is your is your money clutch, right? Some people you have hard time with money, but maybe they have a hard time in, with actual relationships and not with relationships with things. And so I, I read that mental health plays a huge role in your relationship with money. Yeah. So it might not just be a trauma, but it could just be your mental health. Oh, yeah. That's Absolutely. affecting it. Absolutely. So I was just kind of playing off of what you were saying is that, you know, your mental health problems can increase your impulsivity, memory problems, make it, it just can make it harder to keep on top of your financial management or, um, do you just impulsively go out and spend when you might not normally do that? Well, I think that's when you want to have your default, right? Okay, I'm I'm feeling down. Um, and they're doing it to try to make themselves feel better, yeah. but when in fact <laughs> you're not. So maybe have it, okay, this is my rainy day fund when I don't feel good, right? Mm -hmm. When I don't feel, I mean, I've been there. Uh, in my emotional What do they call it? Oh, retail therapy? Yeah, yeah, your retail therapy. Or whatever you want to call it. I like to call it rainy days because I felt inside what a rainy day looks like with the clouds. I mean, I grew up in Portland, Oregon. Overcast nine months out of the year. It didn't rain as much as Washington did. But we still had rain. And that is a lot of what depression feels like. Your heart, in your heart of hearts, you feel like you're just looking through a rain cloud and it's never going to get bright again. And it hurts. And you think of anything that you can make it feel better. And 
I have found that in those times, yeah, having a default of, okay, well then I'm going to, I'm going to go to a movie or I'm going to go get my favorite cup of coffee or I'm going to go and stay out of the shopping center because <laughs> I knew it was bad. I'm going to go to a spa and get my, I don't usually get mani pedis. I would get a mani pedi and just pamper myself. If I'm going to spend money, I want to invest it in me and my well-being. So I think if we always allow ourselves to have that buffer zone of X amount of dollars, and this is, again, from my experience, having 50, like when I was a single mom, having 50 bucks on the side is real hard. And I know you know that. Oh, yeah. You're living that. Yep. But I would rather have 50 bucks sitting in a jar for a day that I felt like crap than spending 100 bucks of the money that I needed to spend for my groceries. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I've been there, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it has a lot to do with learning those defaults. Okay, when I feel this way, then this is what I have to do. If I feel like I can't speak and I don't have a voice, then I need to write in a journal. Because then I can get all my thoughts and feelings out. I have no interruptions. I don't have anybody trying to put their thoughts and feelings mixed with my thoughts and feelings. I have an out. Um, and if it's a really crappy day, watching, you know, I, I always had a backup of whatever I wrote. Watching it go up in flames and just being like, boom, <laughs> in the fire. Also, you know. Um, but I'm going on a tangent, but basically if we always put in a little bit of investment in ourselves, we don't have to feel bad that we spent money on ourselves. And I think on the good days, when we feel good about, um, ourselves and our life and stuff like that, right? When the sun's out. Because depression can be like a second by second pace, which I get. I've been there. Um, we put $5 away. When we're thinking clearly and we have, you know, our discipline about us, our wits about us, we put $5 away. And oh, I'm not touching that. This is my, I need this for an emergency. I need this for an emergency inside my heart. Not an emergency to fix my car, not an emergency to fix whatever. It's my 20 bucks to go and get a coffee and whatever the else I want to get. And I almost said a bad word, but I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> I know that's job. just my I'm opinion. That's just my opinion. I love but it. I think yeah. if we if we put those things in place and we ponder traumas and we ponder about how we can navigate things. You know. I served a mission for a religion that I no longer participate in. But I, am, I feel blessed for the things that I've learned. Although I didn't, didn't and don't 100% believe in the teachings of said church. I believe in some of the fundaments, right? And one thing that while I was in the training area... One of our teachers said to us, and it's stuck in my head forever and always, is goals are the stars we steer by. Oh, I like that. And it's the same for our ponderings and planning and goals and planning are the same thing. If we have a navigational system, much like in years past, and even now some people still do this, navigate by the stars. You always know where the North Star is. If you know where the Big Dipper is, if you know where a constellation is, you know where you're going. You know what direction you're going in. And that's the same for our goals. If we know that we have $5 every paycheck going into, I have this in case I need to go and splurge on myself because I feel like crap. And I feel like crap because of depression, 
because of the chemicals that are building up in me in a different way. That doesn't make you wrong. That doesn't make you broken. That doesn't make your actions inappropriate. You just sometimes you don't truly have the control over it that you you want that your brain inside your head is saying you shouldn't be doing this and you're like but I have to been there and to some five dollars is like oh that's nothing that's, that's not a lot some people it are is. like oh that's that's not a lot like shoot that's milk you, you, like <laughs> that is milk that's but two things that's of eggs start. <laughs> that is a start two things of eggs what do you mean something <laughs> kind of you haven't bought eggs in forever. I did, actually, because my girls haven't been feeling good because oh. of the cold. And anyways. Tangent. Anyways. <laughs> um, but the point is, $5 is $5. Yeah. That adds up. Yeah. Like, eventually, that's going to be a lot. And every little bit sure. in your journey counts. Yeah, and then you might have days that you feel like you're a little depressed, but you're not you don't need to go and spend something. You rather read no. a book and put a cover over your head or you know, you know, your book tent with your flashlight. Yep. Not here. No one's here. <laughs> Every little step towards that healthier relationship matters. Absolutely. Thanks for reminding me about the different prospect or point of point of view, right? I do think it's two things. You know, our emotional relationship with with finance and money. And obviously money, the whole world, the financial world is a big onion with many, many layers. Oh, yes. Um, but I think it comes down to traumas and it comes down to our mental health. And... If we take both of them into account using the one of our challenges from before, meditating upon it, that's what pondering is. And we sit there and we think about, okay, am I doing this because of a past trauma? Or am I doing this because of how I feel right now? Break it down between that. And then, okay, if it's because of how I feel right now, what are the steps that I can do, right? What are the goals that I can make? So that I can navigate my world a little bit easier. Or what are the traumas that I have to overcome? And what are the steps that I have to do, right? It goes back into goals and planning on either side of those spheres. And so that's why it came to my mind of goals are like the stars that we steer by. I love that. So, do you want... Well, on that note... Did you feel that? It was the gauntlet being thrown. Here's your challenge. I feel like we can extend a goal. Yeah, let's do it. Of inviting everyone to examine your personal relationship with your money. To think, are you happy with that relationship? Is it time to maybe shake things up a little bit? And remember to take one step at a time if it is time to shake things up. $5 at a time. Yeah, one foot in front of the other. That's what I said in my whole mission, one foot in front of the other. I walked in my mission. One foot in front yeah. of the other. <laughs> I'm going to yep. get through this one foot in front of the other. Don't become overwhelmed. It doesn't that, even have to that be that is 50 my cents. problem. Yeah. A quarter, a dime. That is Break it down how how small you have to to achieve it. Oh yeah. That is definitely my and we can definitely do a a part 2 to this, you know. Well, I'm sure <laughs> part 10. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have more things about but it But it's definitely my downfall is that I get overwhelmed. And I I don't Take one step at a time. I bite off more than I can chew. Sometimes I take one step at a time. And I think a lot of people are that same way. They, sometimes they'll do $5 at a time. And sometimes they 
$500 at a time. <laughs> and then you get in over it. Bless over you. <laughs> I don't really do if $500 do at that, a time. <laughs> I, I don't do $500 at a time. I'm just saying as an example. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, examine your personal relationship with money and see what needs to be shaken up a little bit. Sure. To help you be successful. I think, and then this isn't part of the the invitation. Just a thought that popped in my head. When I was going through the times of my life that I needed help, I didn't always accept it. I had a hard time accepting it. And now that I'm on the flip side and can extend, I feel blessed that I can extend. And I'm with a person who also can extend. And, and we enjoy doing it. Um, and we don't like to boast about it. That's one thing I learned from my grandma. She would donate every Christmas to a whole bunch of places. And she never told me except for one year. And she did it to teach me a lesson. And I learned it. Thankfully, I was paying attention. <laughs> the acts that you do that you don't get recognition for are far more savory and far more gratifying rewarding and rewarding than the ones that we get for publicity and i took it to heart and so if somebody says hey here's 20 bucks to go get gas take the 20 bucks and say thank you i'll pay it forward absolutely because that's all they want they want you to succeed, and this is coming from me. I want people to succeed, and I have been in that spot, and I know how it feels when you think you don't have people to help you or you think you can't say that you need help because I've been in both positions. But when you have a person who says, I don't want your money back, I have had people try to give me money back, and I put it back in their purse or I send it back to them in Venmo because that is me saying, I hear you. I see you. And I want it to be better for you. Pay it forward. Not me back. I wouldn't have Ooh. given it if I didn't have the means to do it. Or if I didn't want to push myself into feeling the ouch a little bit. Because it's well worth it to watch and to invest in our community and our mankind. It's for multiple reasons, right? But I always feel, and I feel more and more each day, that what we put in is what we get back. And so if we're investing in other people to succeed, we're going to get it back, even if it's just watching them succeed. You've heard enough about us. Let's get a little bit from you. Here's your Q&A and your polls. Sip your tea. Let's chat a while. So I also have a, a Q&A for everyone and a poll that we're going to put down. And I promise I won't swap it up around. <laughs> um, but for our poll... Um, which are you? Are you an emotional spender and saver? And I put both of them together because I feel like we kind of flop between the two. Or are you a rational spender and saver? Um, and, or do you go back and forth, back and forth, I can talk, between the two. And then the question is, do you have any financial tips that you'd love to share with your community and uh, with us? Please do share. Oh, yeah. We're always so grateful. And on that note, we love you. And we feel blessed for your support and grateful. So like we say all the time, like and subscribe to us. On We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Because we're, we're old and we don't like to use TikTok. And we don't <laughs> like... <laughs> I like to watch things, but not, not anything else on TikTok. 
um, and we have email, we it's hard to connect, right? We can't have it sit down and have a face-to-face conversation one-on-one with everybody, although we would love to do that. But we, we can have you write us, um, go to our website. Everything is on there for you, if you can't remember. Um, and just shoot us a note, even if it's, hey, I was thinking about you today or I was thinking about something that you said or, hey, this happened to me. We want to hear it. We want to hear everything. Yes, please do reach out and definitely send any experiences that you've had or any tips that you have. We'd love to hear from you. Or if you missed other things and you want to, you know, pop in and talk about yoga or meditation or Christmas or Yule or any of that stuff. It's never too late. Throw it out. We'll take it. Even if it's three years from now, we'll take it. (laughs) Throw it out. Love it. But we love you and we hope you have a blessed day. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging with AJ. And A-Ray, we hope we've brought a little fun, sass, and joy into your lives. For more information about our episodes, us, and what we may be up to, please visit our website at wanderingmusings.my.canva.site. That's wanderingmusings.my.canva.site. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Cheers to womanhood! Ciao! Thank you for your support of our podcast. Original music composition written and performed by Gregory Anderson and used with permission from Anderson Media.